Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. It is Australian Open 2024 quarterfinal preview and prediction time. And we're going to get into the very interesting matchup that is Daniel Medvedev versus Hubert Hakatch. I cannot wait to get into this one because it's two players with a very sort of similar style in all honesty. We'll get into that in more detail. Before we do though, remember to that like button. Do subscribe if you're new and do leave a rating review if you're listening on a podcast platform. So we're going to break this video into four sections. The first section being the road to the Australian Open for both players to this quarterfinal stage. The second one being their head-to-head. So uh, what's it look like? Who's winning the head-to-head? And also what surfaces have they been playing on, etc. What's it look like? Thirdly, the style matchup. So tactically, what might we see on court? And how I think the match might be won or lost? And then ultimately, I'll give you guys my prediction. So, Hakata's road to the Australian Open quarterfinals. So, first round, he played Yasika, winning in three sets. Then in round two, Mensik had to fight very hard for that one, winning a five-set thriller. Round three, he came up against a talented and relatively informed Ugo Amber, but beat him in four sets. And then came up against a really informed Frenchman in Kazal, who had a career-best run at a Grand Slam, uh, but beat him in three sets, so straight sets there for her catch. For Medvedev, an interesting first round. He was two sets to one up against uh, Atman, and then he had to retire the Frenchman. Rusevori was a five-set thriller, so both players having round two five-setters. And Rusevori, we know he's dangerous, uh, still hasn't quite made that massive breakthrough, but showed some grit against Medvedev. But in the end, Medvedev too strong. Then the third round, he played a somewhat resurgent Felix Auger-Elia seems still not at the level we expect of the Canadian, but beat him in straight sets. It's still not a very good matchup for Felix. And then he came up against what is a dark horse in Nuno Borges, who beat, in my opinion, the dark horse of the Australian Open coming into it, Grigor Dimitrov, in a really, really exciting match. But he fell to Daniel Medvedev in four sets, although Medvedev was 5-2 up serving for the match in the third set but couldn't close it out. Borges won five games in a row. Uh, Medvedev ended up taking the full set comfortably. The head-to-head. Well, the head-to-head is interesting. And for some of you, you might be surprised. Hubert Hakatch leads the head-to-head. It's 3-2 in favor of the pole. However, uh, three of those matches that we're talking about, all those three matches that we are talking about, which Hakatch won, two of them were on grass and one on hard court. That was in Miami. Both Medvedev wins have been on hard court, although one indoor and one outdoor. The indoor one was at the ATP Finals. The last time they played was actually in 2022, so they haven't played for over a year. So, in all honesty, Medvedev has improved since then, and I would say so has her catch as well, to a degree. In terms of the star matchup, now this is where it gets interesting, because the similarities between the two come from a reliance on big serving both players have, I would say, top five, top ten serves. In my opinion, her catch at the moment has the best serve on tour. Kiros obviously is not fit. Isner as well, uh, you know, has retired. So I'll say her catch is probably up there, um, if not the uh, best server on tour. And Medvedev, I'd say maybe top five at the moment. But both rely on big serving and both have extremely reliable backhands. Both two-handers. Both players' forehands are susceptible to breaking down at times, so uh, they have those similarities. 
in their game styles. Uh, but where the players differ is that her catch has an elite net game, so he has a ridiculously good transition game. A lot of his style is built upon being able to try and come forward and finish off points at the net. He doesn't have supreme power at the on the baseline, and he isn't a massive baseline power hitter like a Yannick Sinner, like Andre Rublev, like a Taylor Fritz, for example, or even a Carlos Alcaraz, but he's a bit more of a hybrid. And then with Medvedev, uh, he's the complete opposite. He's not particularly comfortable with the net at all, uh, despite added efforts to improve that side of his game. He just doesn't seem uh, like someone who is most natural, let's say, uh, when, it, when it comes to coming forward and finishing your points at the net. Similarly, though, Medvedev has an elite return game, uh, but her catch has an average one in honesty. So that's another difference in their games. Highlighted by the fact that her catch has, as I said, in my opinion, the best serve on tour, yet he plays a high percentage of tiebreakers in a lot of his matches. That's to do with the, the fact that he doesn't return particularly well. It's not one of its strengths. For Medvedev, it is, I would say, probably his biggest strength. You know, if you were to say to me, what are Medvedev, if you had to name three strengths of Medvedev, what would they be? I would say returning, shot tolerance, right, which is also inclusive of defense, and serve. That's what I would say, in honesty. So, after talking about this, and talking about the styles, generally, of both players, what conclusion would you come to? Well, for me, it's that the longer the points go on, the more likely Movedev is to win them. He's got a better shot tolerance, and although his forehand is not as reliable as as his backhand, sorry, even, he has added effective attacking ability on that wing to enable him to control rallies more regularly, in honesty. Uh, To add to that, he has an elite defensive game, which we mentioned earlier, and it will be difficult to her catch to hang in the rallies that go beyond 10 shots in honesty. For her catch, he will and should be winning a majority of the shorter points, uh, whether that's aces, unreturnables. Yes, Medvedev will also be able to do a similar thing, but in honesty, if both players are serving at their best, her catch should be winning that battle when it comes to serve battle. The serve return dynamic is different. That's where her catch needs to try and up his level because Medvedev's returning will be up there. He will be standing very far back. He has just come to terms with that's his style of return and it works for him. Her catch needs to be clever about when he comes in. Medvedev has adapted his return game well to start to anticipate when people come in a lot better. I think the quarter loss last year at the Australian Open really hurt him and he adjusted his game. I think returned... Uh, a lot more aggressively from behind. I mean, if you're going to take big swings of the ball, you have to be aggressive, I guess. Um, and also a lot more returns going line. Um, and in addition to that, I felt like he was more offensive with the forehand and has been. So for her catch, he needs to be trying to keep the point short as possible, in honesty, coming to the net as early as he can without it being completely reckless. So uh, that means that he's going to have to have some sort of higher quality in his first few strokes in the rallies. He sh- he does have that on the backhand side. But on the forehand side, we saw it actually. Uh, to be fair to him, uh, in his last couple of matches, I was quite impressed with how he was hitting his forehand, especially against Ugo Amber and Kazal. So if he can hit that forehand aggressively and it's not breaking down much, which it hasn't been the last couple of matches as much, that's where he might ha- then have an advantage to then come forward and start finishing off points at the net, which is where he's most comfortable. 
it's going to be a great battle and clash of styles because yes, as I said, they've got similarities, but because of the differences in their game, especially from the baseline, it's going to be great to see. Um, it's always an intriguing matchup. I think it will be one that goes relatively deep as well. And I can't wait to see how it plays out because we're going to see a lot of cat and mouse points, I imagine, with her catch of the net and on the baseline. And also some ad court battles with uh, both players seeing whose backhand breaks down first uh, and who's going to take that first step into being the aggressor. So I think her catch needs to be aggressive in this match uh, to get to get the win. And I do think he's been playing some really good tennis. Medvedev has just been super reliable at slams and at hardcourt slams, uh, to say the least. Her catch does edge the head-to-head, -head, but on hardcourts, Medvedev edges the head-to-head 2-1. -head, uh, so who do I go with? My initial prediction for the Australian Open was to have her catch going very deep. And I had him actually making the final, which is a big call. A lot of people actually laughed at me for even having him in the quarterfinals. So I predicted Medvedev her catch quarterfinal, in honesty. And I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with Huber her catch. The only thing I'll say is Medvedev is going to fight. And he looks very happy on court right now. And a happy Medvedev is a very dangerous Medvedev, in honesty. Uh, and even even a moody Medvedev is a very happy Medvedev. But he seems to be enjoying his time in Australia. So does her catch, though, and he seems very determined. So I'm going to go for her catch to make a semi-final of a slam for the first time. Um, or, sorry, even to, to, well, to make a semi-final of the Australian Open for the first time, even. I'm going to go for her catch in four sets. Uh, let me know your thoughts in the conversation below and who you think is going to win. Thank you very much, guys. Stay safe and well. We'll see you next time.